you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 323 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, we are talking about the Starling Marte trade. You can also call it the Jesus Luzardo trade if you want to, because those are the two players that were involved and also cash. I'm going to break down everything. Uh, what did the A's get in Starling Marte? What did the A's give up in Jesus Luzardo? And is this a sign of more things to come? Or is this it for the A's? And is it enough? And also, could some writing be on the wall for future seasons? I'll get into all of that stuff here on today's episode. But before I do anything of that nature, uh, this episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me whenever I go live because it'll be... It'll be entertaining. We're going to be probably talking about this trade and some other trades. And if the A's are good enough to win the World Series, so uh, download the app, clear your schedule, and I will be talking in your ears live. And you guys can also talk to me, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, I always enjoy when, when people, uh, you know, show up for those. It's it's a good time. But uh, also, you can follow the show, uh, this show here, Locked on A's, uh, wherever you get podcasts. If you're listening to this, that's a good platform for you. I like that. If, subscribe wherever you're listening right now. And then you can also follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app so you know when my room goes live. And then uh, if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's talk real quick about the trade. I, I kind of you know, went through, breezed through it already, but let's talk about Starling Marte to the A's. Uh, they, they, they traded Jesus Luzardo, who is a, a big prospect for the A's, or, you know, he's not a prospect anymore. He's gotten enough, enough innings. He's not on the pipeline, top 50 or whatever. Uh, he, he's been okay, Luzardo. He's been okay. And it feels like a big piece to be moved at the trade deadline for somebody who's going to be only with the A's for presumably two months. Two months, and then hopefully a playoff run. But uh, it, it feels like a lot to give up. But Starling Marte is a pretty decent player. The A's are also getting uh, enough cash, I believe. I think it's like $4.7 million left on Marte's contract. I think they are also getting that money. So John Fisher does not have to spend a dime to make sure that his team is competitive. And, you know, it's a win-win for John Fisher. He gets you know, a better product on the field in 2021 and also doesn't have to pay for it. That's ownership for you guys. Man, I'm tired of John Fisher. Anyways, this season, Starling Marte is hitting 305, which is best on the A's, except for, you know, Manaya and Caprillion. Outside of those two pitchers, best batting average on the team already. He has a 405 on base, which is fantastic. He has an 856 OPS, which is second on the team to Matt Olson. So uh, he's slightly better than Mark Canna in both getting on base in total and also in OPS. Uh, Canna's sitting like 256, I believe, as I record this. Wednesday's game is about 45 minutes away as I record this, so I'm sure that Mark Canna's batting average will be different by the time that you guys hear this. But uh, Starling Rote, 
is a pretty good baseball player. And you could put him one, two with Mark Canna ahead of Matt Olson. And I think that that's how I would do it. Uh, you could put whoever you want to in the one hole. Mark Canna, since he, he's been here, I don't know. But, uh, or, I mean, if you really want to, you could even move Canna down in the order and maybe to like fifth or something and make him more of an RBI guy as opposed to a getting on base guy. But, I think that you want that one-two punch of Canna and Marte at the top, and then you go to Olsen, and then, I don't know, whoever's going to hop back behind him. <laughs> maybe, maybe you put Lowry right there. Maybe you go with Ramon, but I kind of like Ramon down in the order a little bit just because he's a spark plug. And if he can get the bottom of the order producing, then all of a sudden the entire lineup's producing, and that's what you really want to see. And while... Adding uh, Starling Marte is fantastic and a, a very much needed boost to the A's offense because he is one of the better trade pieces that is available with a bat in his hands. And also defensively, he's fantastic. But while all of that is much needed and what the A's needed to improve their roster, is it going to be enough? That is that is a big question for me right now. Um, I feel like the A's, since they already traded Luzardo, just keep throwing trade pieces. Just keep going. Go get... You know, probably not Javi Baez because they already traded with the Cubs, but go get Trevor Story, even though he's having a down season. Go get Trey Turner. Go get whoever you need to get. Uh, and John Fisher's not going to pay the money, but make whatever upgrades you can because you're already going all in at this point. You have to keep pushing those chips into the center of the table because I don't know that Starling Marte and Andrew Chafin, while I like these moves a, a lot, I don't know that they're enough to put the A's into that, that upper echelon of World Series contenders, uh, at least how they've been playing. But a big part of this season is going to hinge on whether or not Ramon can stay hot, whether or not Jed Lowry can stay healthy and keep going, and whether or not Matt Chapman can do a little bit more at the plate because he has kind of been a black hole for most of the season. He's picking it up a little bit. He's doing okay. His defense is still fantastic. But if you can get Marte, Canna, Olsen, Lowry, uh, Ramon Laureano and Matt Chapman going. That's six guys right there that have the potential to be game-changing bats. And then you got Elvis Andrews, who's been pretty decent. He's slowing down a decent amount right now, but he can be a nice little spark plug at the bottom of the order as well. Sean Murphy's got a bunch of power in his bat, and then whoever else is playing that game, sure, them too. Um, maybe Mitch Moreland can get hot for, you know, a couple of months and uh, bring the A's into the playoffs because that's why he was brought in in the first place. But um, it's going to be interesting to see what the A's do here the rest of the way. And there are some reports saying that they might be done or that, you know, they, they wanted to go get a, a full-time bat in their, you know, a regular position player in their lineup. And they also wanted to get a setup man. So by that token, they're done, I guess, but it doesn't feel like this is enough. And maybe this is the best that they could do just because of the financial constraints that John Fisher is putting on them. Like don't spend an extra dime because that's not going to happen. And uh, other teams went through the pandemic too, John. So I'm not sure that the A's are going to be able to get every other team to uh, just, you know, eat up the, all of the salary for the players that they're trading away. I don't know that that's going to be necessarily feasible. So uh, maybe it's the end of the line for what the A's can do just because of the financial constraints. But they have other talents. They, they, they can do more things. But if you think about the, the big three trades that the A's have made in the course of this year, you got the Elvis Andrews trade, lots of money coming to the A's. You got uh, this deal with Sterling Marte, lots of money coming to the A's. And then you got Andrew Chafin, lots of money coming to the A's. So there's a, there's a through line right there. And it's not encouraging if you're expecting a lot of big moves, but 
Uh, that's the rational side of my brain. The irrational fan side of my brain is saying, keep going, throw all of the prospects and keep going. And I'll talk about trading prospects here in a minute, but, uh, let's talk a little bit more about Sterling Marte because I already mentioned what he's hitting. Uh, he's got a 140 WRC plus, which is 40% above league average. That's really, really good. He's also got 22 stolen bases, which is fantastic. He has a 11.6 walk rate, which is really good. That's, uh, much better than he's had in uh, previous seasons. And then he also has a 20.7 strikeout rate, which is a little bit higher than the last couple of seasons, but still not terrible considering, you know, the environment that baseball is played in these days. But one thing that I really, really love is his defense. His outs above average uh, ranks in the 94th percentile, which is really, really good. That's up there with like Matt Chapman. And uh, I think Ramon Laureano might actually be slightly worse than that. I'm not, I'd have to look it up, but, um, um, yeah, and where does where is he going to play? Is he going to be center field or right field? That's a that's a decent question. If he has a decent arm, then you can kind of play him wherever. But if his arm is a little bit meh, then I think that you might actually move Ramon over to right field where he's played before with the A's, and uh, you know have because you always want your right fielder to have a really good arm, and Ramon has a really good arm, so uh, that is something to consider as well. But uh, a couple of things that are a little bit let's see is, and, and this is what I said about Adam Frazier and why I didn't necessarily, you know, clamor for Adam Frazier. And it's because he seemed a little bit lucky. And I'm not saying that Starling Marte has been lucky, but his expected batting average is 266, which is 40 points below what he's hitting at 305. And his BABIP or, you know, batting average on balls in play is 376, which is about 60 points higher than it has been the last couple of years. So he is not a 376 BABIP kind of guy. So if you're looking at these numbers, there's probably some regression that's going to happen at some point, and that's not what you want to hear if you're an A's fan, but he has been fantastic. He does play good defense. He does get on base at a good clip. He doesn't hit a lot of home runs. He's got like six, um, and he does not hit the ball in the air very high. Uh, he has a 3.9 degree launch angle, which does not speak a lot of confidence. You want that around 11 if you're, if you're hitting liners. This is more on the ground getting through infields kind of thing. And so uh, we'll see how that works. And then uh, he's hitting very, very well against all pitches, but the pitch that he's the worst at is curveballs. He's hitting 167 against curveballs. His expected batting average against curveballs, uh, funnily enough, is actually uh, higher than that. It's like 207 or something like that. Um, and as I'm recording this, I'm just seeing a, a tweet from Ken Rosenthal saying that Yimi Garcia is going from the Marlins to the Astros. So that's terrible. Um, look at the Marlins just influencing the AL West race. You got to love that. Uh, I think that I like Marte a little bit more than Yimmy Garcia. I, I wasn't very high on him. And uh, that Locked On Marlins host, Arm uh, Layton, he kept offering me Yimmy Garcia and I was not excited about him. So uh, hopefully he tanks the entirety of the Houston Astros season moving forward. That That's my hope right now, I think. But uh, uh, So that is what the A's did today. They got Starling Marte. For the most part, I'm super excited. There are a couple of things that I'm a little bit worried about in terms of regression, but uh, his defense is really, really good, and I think that he's going to be a nice, solid bat at the top of this A's order in front of Matt Olson, who has been very consistent this season. The more people you can get on in front of Matt Olson, maybe that's what they're doing. All these one-run losses, they're like, we're tired of these one-run losses. We need more guys in front of Matt Olson when he hits home runs because he keeps hitting solo dingers. So if we get two guys that can get on base 
in front of Matt Olson. All of a sudden, he's hitting two or three run dingers, and then the A's stop losing these one-run games. Problem solved. I fixed it. There you go. I got more coming up for you guys, talking about Luzardo and all that stuff, but I already fixed the A's. There you go. That, that's the thought process. <laughs> so stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can chat with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On A's once a week, and yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. And Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors, like maybe talking about the Starling Marte trade. I don't know. Be sure to join me this week. I'll be hosting a room at some point talking about the trade deadline and where the A's go from here, so you're not going to want to miss that. Go download the free Green Room app today, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at ByJasonB to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning on being live this weekend, probably on Sunday at game time, you know, like I usually do. So uh, be there, be square, and I want to hear everybody's thoughts on the A's. So I'll see you guys there. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. This episode is also being brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all of the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, and you can save time and money when you using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for these same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers online for 20 years, and their prices are always reliably low for every customer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us box and let them know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you're like hearing podcasts. Like on the platform that you're currently listening on is probably a good choice for your needs and wants. Uh, we're here every day talking about the A's and I have a great time. So uh, yeah, subscribe to the podcast. Also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So I wanted to talk real quick about Jesus Luz and you know the quote-unquote selling the farm that I've been seeing a little bit on Twitter and some of my thoughts on that. So here's Luzardo's numbers uh, just real quick. First off, he's a free agent after the 2026 season. So that is a lot of years of control that the A's are giving up, which is something that we saw in 2014 when they traded away Addison Russell to go get 
Jeff Samarja. There was also another deal in that in that uh, whole trade cycle, and that was the Ioannis Espinosa for John Lester, and we're not going to talk about that. But uh, I said before that the A's. I've been saying this since the off season. I don't. I've been saying it for almost a year now that the A's were going to go all in, and I don't know if this is them going all in, but. Trading Jesus Luzardo sure feels like an all-in type of move, and Starling Marte has been a very, very good player. Um, again, I don't know that there's anything else coming because the reports are se- seemingly uh, that this is kind of it. They're, sure, they'll be answering the phones and whatnot, but uh, it feels like they've made their moves, and that's not great. I don't think this team's okay. The, the, the team's all right, but is this enough to put them over the hump, over the Astros hump? I don't know about that. So if they went out and got like Kate, Craig Kimbrell, I would feel a lot better about the A's chances, but I don't think that that's going to be on the table. So eh, probably not. Um, but them trading Luzardo feels like a, a big deal. But then you look at some of his stats from the last couple of years and has he been the guy that we've all been hoping for since 2019? Not necessarily. In 2020, shortened season, he pitched 59 innings. He had a 412 ERA, which is okay. That's roughly league average. He had a 1.271 whip, which is a little bit high. And he gave up nine home runs in those 59 innings. So home runs have been a big uh, worry when it comes to Jesus Luzardo. And that really carried over into the 2021 season because he's given up 14 home runs in both uh, Major League Baseball and in AAA across 67 innings pitched at both levels combined. So that is a that is a lot of home runs because usually you want to give up one every like nine or 10 innings and he's given up like one and a half, two every that's too many. That's too many home runs is all I'm saying. And is it location? Is it stuff? I don't know, but the Merlins have a lot of really good pitchers. So uh, they they can develop pitchers. The A's are also very good at developing pitchers. So if the A's can go find somebody like Cole Irvin again in the offseason, then all of a sudden, you know, who's in the actual A's rotation right now, Cole Irvin. He was not a high, highly thought of prospect. He's been very, very good for the A's. And so major league results kind of matter in this deal, I think. Uh, whether And I think that Luzardo has a very good chance of being a very good pitcher with the Marlins. One, because the Marlins have a very good rotation and the offensive environment in the NL East isn't quite as high. So that should help a little bit as well. But at the same time, he's also from Florida. He's going back home and that should have a non-zero impact on him. So that that's, that's a nice thing, I think, for Luzardo. So if you like the player, you like the move for him, maybe this turns around his career because it felt like he had kind of hit a wall in the A's organ, or organization. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, his stats from this season have not been stellar. Uh, in you know his, uh, his time with the A's this season, he had a 687 ERA in both starting and relieving and a 1.632 whip, which is extremely high. And then in AAA, he had a 6.52 ERA with a 1.655 whip. So it feels like the A's may have soured on him a little bit and were a little bit less encouraged by the results and the process that he was putting in. And also, he did break his hand playing video games at some point, so maybe that soured them on him as well. Uh, We've seen the A's not like guys that break their hands by punching things, i.e. Drew Pomeranz, and Drew Pomeranz has had a nice little career since then, so uh, maybe there's something with lefties punching things that the A's do not like. (laughs) They have zero tolerance for lefties, punching things and breaking their hands and missing time. Uh, That's a joke. I don't think that that's actually a thing, but um, that's just 
where I'm at with Lizardo is, yes, we can dream on his talent, but at the same time, his talent isn't there right now, and the A's window is right now. And I'll get into that here a little bit in the third segment, because this is potentially the last season that the A's have a legitimate chance at if they get some guys, maybe making a run in the playoffs. And it's not a it's not a definite run like they're going to be the favorites, but maybe. I mean, the Giants, for three years, they won World Series, and they were never the best team. They just got hot. So if the A's can just get hot just one time in two decades, then maybe they can win a World Series. But uh, are, they at, are, they, are they at that point right now? I don't know. Um, if Tampa Bay is the wild card. That's obviously a little bit more scary, and the A's and Rays would have to face each other in the wild card game. But if Boston's in the wild card game, then maybe you feel a little bit better. And hey, maybe Houston falls apart and the A's just make it to the ALDS anyway. So that's something to consider. But I do want to talk a little bit about the quote unquote selling the farm and not wanting to sell the farm for this team and all of that stuff. And my thought is. If the A's had a really, really good farm system, yeah, definitely, like the Mariners, you don't sell the farm to go all in on this team because that's not your window. The Mariners are building for the future, and so trading Kendall Graven sucks, obviously, for the players on the team right now, but their window is coming next year and like five years after that. The A's have their window right now, and they have to make as they have to have as many pieces on this team to give them the best chance of making some sort of a run in the play, in the postseason. That's why I think you sell the farm. That's why you trade Jesus Luzardo. Sure, it sucks because I like Luzardo a lot. He seems like a great, great kid, and I would love to see him succeed in the green and gold, but at the same time, the A's farm system isn't great necessarily. They've got some good guys that we're excited about, but they're not top 100 prospects. They're not trading away, you know, all world. They're not trading away like Julio Rodriguez or Jared Kalanick or anybody like that. They're not trading away Wander Franco. Uh, if they traded Tyler Soderstrom, then yeah, we could have a conversation because he's he's got a bet. And I think that he's going to be playing very, very well in Oakland in the somewhat near future, two, three years away. Um, but I don't think that you trade him. Basically, anybody else that you got a little bit of depth with, yeah, you can trade them. The A's also have A.J. Puck, and you could be like, yeah, well, why didn't they trade Puck? I think that injury history is one, but he's also shown a little bit of improvement in his time in AAA, so maybe they're banking on Puck having a little bit more value later on, and maybe they can move him in a, in a trade in a couple of years, or they can bring him up and use him as a bullpen piece this season, and maybe that's what their their plan is for AJ Puck. But they've got some guys, but nobody that is, you know, screaming, oh my God, this is the next coming of Mike Trout or Shohei Otani or anybody like that. And if the A's had those guys, you'd think that they would be up in the big leagues already. So I don't think that, you know, selling the farm is necessarily a thing that you can say if you're talking about the A's farm system, because if they had, you know, an outfielder of Starling Marte's caliber just waiting in the minor leagues, they would have used him by now because Sky Bolt and Seth Brown had not been getting it done for like a month and a half, two months. If they had another option that they felt good about, they would have used them already. So uh, I, I don't think that selling the farm is necessarily a thing that you can say right here. Sure, that Luzardo is one of the bigger pieces that the A's had that could be moved, but is it necessarily a surprising deal? No, but at the same time, 
For a rental, it is a little bit more surprising. Not quite shocking, but surprising. I, I think that getting two months out of Starling Marte may be a little bit low, but again, the Marlins had to kick in $4.7 million to make uh, to get Luzardo. So uh, it, I guess that's the cost of doing business these days. And yeah, that stinks. But yeah, I, let's see what Starling Marte can do with the Oakland A's and uh, see if he can get them a little bit closer. Have them stop losing so many one-run games. That would be that would be very, very nice. But coming up on the show, I am talking about why the A's window is right now and why I would personally like to see at least one or two other moves uh, because the free agent class coming up for the A's is uh it, it's gonna it's gonna be hurtful. So uh, I got that coming up for you guys. So stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you guys by the best tasting protein bar in the galaxy, and that is Built Bar, my friends. And Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. There is something for everyone. And when you talk to somebody who has had a Built Bar before, they are like, that is my flavor. I like this one right here. For me, as I've said before, Cherry Barcia. That is my favorite of their core flavors. They also bring out some special flavors every now and then. So you got to keep going to the website and see when Coconut Brownie Chunk is available because you got to stock up because it's not going to last for very long. But if you want to know what some of their core flavors are, you got Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, and German Chocolate. And if you have not tried all of these flavors, then you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And all you got to do to get those is go to Built.com. And when you go to Built.com, you use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball says it is in full swing. The trade deadline is just a couple of days away, and you can track all of the action over at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, the NHL, the NFL, and all of your UFC or MMA action. They've also got you covered for the Olympics. So if you like watching canoe boat team things going and you want to place a bet on Romania because they seem to be dominating the canoe boat team things, then you can go to bet online before the next pitch. And uh, you can use your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs. Head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. And that is why everybody says that Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying this show, make sure to leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you can. I always love reading the nice things that everybody says about the podcast, so uh, do that. And also, uh, if you like this show, then you may also be thoroughly interested in knowing that the NBA Draft Show is going to be live on YouTube, part of the Locked On stuff. Uh, They got the NBA Draft GOAT. Chad Ford and locked on NFL draft host Rafael Barlow and locked on NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's locked on NBA draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get local experts analysis on each pick. You can follow the locked on NBA YouTube channel today and watch our live coverage on July 29th, which is, you know, tomorrow at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. So when the draft goes live, they'll be live talking about the draft it's 
I'm actually very interested to see what the Warriors do. I grew up a Warriors guy, so I want to know what the Warriors are going to do with their couple of picks in the first round. But uh, let's get back to the A's real quick. You can also follow this show at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions, send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So to wrap this whole trade deadline, Starling Marte to the A's, uh, you know, episode up. I really want to talk about why the A's window was right now and why it might be getting dark really, really soon in Oakland. But besides, you know, all of the, the relocation talks and all of that stuff, it's because the A's have a lot of free agents coming up. And that is Yusmera Petit, Sergio Romo, Mark Canna, which is somebody that I don't know that you guys realize is not going to be with the A's next year unless they can resign him for like three and 36. But are the A's going to be spending any money after they've included money in every single trade that they've been making? I don't know about that. Uh, then you got Mitch Moreland, Jeb Lowry, another good, good, good hitter. So if you take out Mark Canna and Jed Lowry from the A's current lineup, also Starling Marte, free agent after this year. Uh, how are you feeling about the A's chances? Uh, and also, you got to replace Yusmero Petit and Sergio Romo. Mike Fires is a free agent, but he hasn't pitched, so he doesn't matter. And then Jake Diekman, who's been okay, but not fantastic. He's owed $4 million next year, too. So, And he has a club option, so they can pick that up. And, you know, $4 million for Jake Diekman seems like a decent deal, but uh, we'll see. So uh, they have a lot of big members coming up. And then you got, you know, another year of control for Bassett and Manaya, but do you sell on Bassett and Manaya if you're already replacing all of these guys? And then, then that's why you sell the farm right now is because you have all of these guys coming up for free agency uh, this coming off season. And then the following off season, you've got some even bigger pieces in your rotation that you're you don't have replacements for right now. I mean, Dalton Jeffries, sure, I guess. Uh, maybe AJ Puck, but you need to restock that farm system at some point, and the A's are just not doing it, and uh, it, it feels like they're going to be making some some gut-wrenching trades in the offseason with how they're pushing in right now, because who needs Hazel Suzardo to develop with your team if you're not planning on being very good? Is is this the time that they're going to be trading Matt, Matt Olson? I know we always say Chapman first, but Matt Olson uh, is having a thoroughly, thoroughly impressive season right now. One of the best players in baseball. And is his value going to be any higher than it is entering this offseason with two years of control left? I could see that being a move that the A's definitely consider and try to restock the farm system or, you know, start rotating the wheels and, you know, trying to get, uh, you know, super glue and piecing another roster together. But it feels like it would be another time for a rebuild after this year. So that's why you push the chips in. Mortgage the future. There's no future without Matt Olson and Matt Chapman right now. So uh, you're starting from scratch, I think. I And... It sucks, but I think that that's where we're heading right now. So keep pushing, keep mortgaging that future because it's not going to be great. Mark Hanna is a fantastic baseball player. He's very underrated. Can the A's afford him? Yes, if they want to spend money. But what about what John Fisher has been doing makes it seem like the A's want to spend any money whatsoever to improve this roster? Uh, I don't think that Maybe they offer him, you know, three years and 36 and they give him two million dollars up front and then 34 one one million dollar deferments. Uh, and that that seems like something that John Fisher thinks is a good idea because he doesn't know how to interact with people. Um, so that's just where it it feels like things are heading right now. And that's why I'm OK with trading Luzardo if it, they feel like it gives the A's a better chance to win in 2021. 
because I'm not sure that they're going to be trying to be competitive for the next couple of seasons. They're going to try and restock that farm system and get some prospects to go with Tyler Soderstrom as the next key piece in that rebuild and uh, go from there. The A's rotation is fairly decent. If you if you got, you know, Puck going okay, and then you got Caprilli and you got two guys that I'm fairly happy with, and you got uh, Cole Irvin, he's got lots of years of control, and then maybe you you really do a legitimate teardown, because the A's, uh, in looking at that one website where it's the trade simulator, where you can, you know, make trades on your own, and be like, oh, this guy's really good, and this guy's really good, and uh, it gives you trade values, kind of, for a, a lot of players, and the A's have a lot of uh, very valuable pieces, and then a lot of very not valuable pieces, and uh, that's kind of where they fall right now, and it's not great for making trades for guys that are just upgrades because they don't have a lot of just upgrade talent. They have either guys that are, you know, okay and don't offer a lot of value. They got like Steven Biscotti, who's negative value because his contract and his production of late, but then they got like Ramon Laureano, who's very valuable. They got, uh, uh, Sean Murphy, who's very valuable. And they've got, you know, Olsen and Chapman and, um, Luzardo was kind of valuable. <laughs> They've got some other guys that are, you know, key pieces of the team that they can't trade away unless they're completely selling off. So uh, it, it could be a very, very dark winter. We got the CBA coming up, and uh, maybe that's the saving grace for the A's is teams unwilling to meet the A's asking price for some of their key players because nobody knows what's going to happen with the CBA. So if the CBA dra drags out a little bit, maybe that keeps this team together for one more year and we see what happens. But I'm not expecting a lot of uh, very nice and positive reviews of the A's roster moving forward in the offseason. So um, we'll see what happens. But um yeah, well, let's uh, let's enjoy this ride and hope for the best while we can, because it's probably going to be dark before too long. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But uh, I, I've been pretty decent with my predictions so far, and uh, I, I hope that I'm wrong. But that's all that I got for you guys today. So to recap, the A's got Starling Marte and look like a, a better team, and we'll see what happens. But also, the world is ending in A's land, so don't get too excited. Everything stinks. And uh, yay. <laughs> um, but no, that's all that I got for you guys today. Uh, tomorrow, or I guess on uh, Friday's episode, I'll be talking about, uh, you know, the trade deadline in general and seeing what happens. And uh, hopefully the A's make some more moves and I can talk about those. Yay. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>